Welcome to your next stop, guys. Um, again, I have another woman that has followed a passion and turned it into a career. I cannot wait to introduce you to Stephanie Dininger, and I cannot wait to hear her story. So her social media is called The Organized Flamingo. Now, I mean, just with that, don't you want to know more about her story? So welcome, Stephanie. Hello. So nice to be here, Juliet. I'm so glad I got to meet you. Now, we met on Clubhouse or was it LinkedIn? We did. We met on Clubhouse. It, another friend of ours, Stephanie Morham, who also was on your podcast, guided me over to you. Yeah. That's right. And you guys, if you haven't if you haven't checked that, that's the good girl gone green. That's an, another yes. great episode to check out. So uh, yeah, that's right. That's how we, I, you know, I never can keep anything straight these days. <laughs> Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliet Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. Okay. So Stephanie, I want to hear, first of all, like, I, I guess you want, I want to hear your story first and then how you came up with the organized flamingo. Cause I just, I love flamingos first of all. And I just think it's like so cool. I'm thinking that you love them too. But so if you could just take us through your journey and how you got where you are. Awesome. Okay. Well, here we go. The name of the company is the organized flamingo. And at the core of what I do and what we do is we organize people, places, things in a systematic way. So we study habits, we study the human behavior so that we can provide proven results when you're trying to organize. So it, it's a lot deeper on the back end. Like we do the studies for you. And then what ends up happening is when we have clients who need help organizing their closet somewhat, or a business client that may need their administrative operations cleaned up or organized, we have the background to do that systematically with a purpose. So that's what we do at the core. And it is something that I've always been so passionate about. I mean, I, I mean, from college, I've always considered myself very organized, but my brain works that way. Like my brain works in ways that I see the way that it could be, things can be streamlined when sometimes others don't. So I've been doing this for a long time. I've organized um, events. I've organized people. I've organized uh, homes and places and businesses. So that is when um, after years and years of experience working hands-on, being in the field, in the industry, and then I got my MBA. And then I decided I want to do this. I wanted to do this as my own business, not just for uh, like other people. You know, I wanted to do this for myself and kind of get on my sweet spot and just work with that. Okay. So Stephanie, so I, yes, when you said that your brain always worked that way. So as a child, were you organized as a child? I was, I, lo I loved things, you know, being lined up and, and did with rhyme and a reason and did clusters and batching things together. But that was just like who I was. It wasn't anything that it was weird to me or it wasn't anything that was abnormal. It was just the way I was. So I didn't know that was a gift until I was in 
that little bit the beginning of college when I started to realize that I did thought that's a good thing. That's a that's a gift. And that is a really good thing because I so I'm not organized actually at all, but I'm an organized in a different way. So I am definitely mm-hmm. organized. Like people will be like, well, how do you know where everything is? I have to have everything out because if I put it away in a drawer, it's gone and I don't remember it, which mm-hmm. is sometimes annoying because it is like, oh wait, I someone put that bill away. Well, I didn't look in that drawer. That's well, that's where the bills go. Well, I need it out or I can't do it. So I love that. So did you go to college for to, or like to, to kind of like, what did you study in college to even like, you know, hone this in even more? Yeah, no, I went to college to be in for communications and I did work in communications for a while. Um, but in college, while I was going through college, I worked at a company and doing administrative stuff. And that's when I realized that that was not only a gift, but that I could do something really big with this. And I had a wonderful mentor in that organization. And he was the president of the company of the division. And he basically, his um, administrative assistant was going on maternity leave. And again, I'm in college and he said, you know what? She's going just for a couple months. You do a great job. You're, you seem like a well-qualified person. You know, <laughs> would you mind being my, my, me, my administrative assistant while she's gone? I said, yeah, absolutely. And she did decided not to come back after the maternity leave. And he said, do you want this job full time? And I said, well, I'm in college and I need to go to school. <laughs> and, right, I need to finish. Right. and he's like, you got this. You go, you know, you basically gave me reins to go and do the job however I wanted and said, um, just as long as, you know, stuff gets done, you go to school whenever you need to, you take the breaks whenever you need to. And he took me under his wing. I mean, he truly was the most patient person and basically said, you can do so much and some big stuff with the talents that you have, which I thought like, if you don't, I wish more people would do that. You know, he was really not only saying like, this is the only thing you can do. Like you can, you know, only administrative stuff. He basically recognized my gifts and said, you can do this on whatever levels you want to do. So, um, so he took me under his wing and he taught me all about corporate America and how it kind of all works. And, and I was in board meetings. You know, I mean, this is like in college. So this is, this was like real life. Yeah. I have to interrupt you because that's so cool. And what you said there is really important because obviously he was a very confident man, right? He was confident in his abilities and he saw what you could do in your abilities. So I love that. And that's, it's so true. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people will get a boss and not a lot. I shouldn't say that, but there's the boss that kind of shoves you down and it's like, this is your place. I don't want you to do it. And I have to helicopter you, but he saw that you had talent. So I got the chills when you were saying that I loved that he saw that. And, and the fact that you as like, I'm going to take you back to your childhood again. I always kind of do that, but were your parents super organized? Like, is that something like in your house you saw? your mom being organized. Obviously it was innate in you, but it also could be hereditary, right? You could. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and dad both are very streamlined, very organized people in different ways. They, in different ways, my mom's a little bit more like you, like she has her own systems and my dad's a little bit more systematic. He's a veterinarian. He, you know, he's a, he's more scientific, like in that level and she's more creative. So, but they're both very organized people in, in how they do things. Right. And so did they let you as a child kind of organize how you saw things or did you, that you fold into how they organized themselves? If that no, makes they, sense. Kind of, they just let me do my thing. They let me do my thing. Both of them gave me, you know, their feedback or tips, but 
at the end of the day, it was however, like I had my own room and would do the stuff that I, you know, however I wanted it to be. I was also involved in so many activities in school, in high school, especially high school. But I just, I was that kid, you know, that loved organizing parties and the prom and was in sports and I was a yearbook editor. And so my parents just let me do my thing. Right. So, I mean, so you're obviously yeah. were driven also at a young age, which yeah. now do you yeah. have siblings as well? I don't, I don't. You don't. Okay. Because I was going to mm-hmm. say, if, if I wonder if they were the same, because I think in siblings way, like you see different ways people organize. Like I know for myself, I organize a certain way. My sisters organize a different way. I am probably typically more messy. And my daughter was really funny because she's a little bit too, but we were just reading some articles saying actually creative minds are a little bit more messy in the way it looks Mm -hmm. like they're organized. And so like, I was like, it's a positive. I know it's, it's like, seems like, okay, yes, our things are around, but it's, there's a reason for it. So I love that your parents did that. I love that you had a mentor that really took you under his wing and was confident about it because it's so important. And so you did that you, and also you were confident in your abilities and we're like, okay, I'm going to do both of these things, which are two very important things. So you went into the board meeting. So take us through a little bit more of that as you finished college. Yeah. So I was doing the first hands experience. I mean, talk about an internship that was like beyond giving, you know, making coffee. I <laughs> think, I mean, he really, and he didn't make it seem like a, an internship. He truly, when we were in board meetings and I was taking notes, he would introduce me as, you know, this is Stephanie. This wasn't, I was in the back. I was, I was with him. And so that lasted for about two years. He was also getting ready for retirement. So I think that also played a little bit in, in, in like him wanting to leave a legacy behind and being a lot more patient. So then he retired. I ended up switching to another division within the company and then, um, assisted other executives as well. And that was wonderful as well. But those first two years for me were pivotal, but it also kind of, um, spoiled me a little bit because (laughs) I just assumed all executive (laughs) men in the boardroom were just as giving and as amazing and patient and were not as narcissistic. And so (laughs) later on in life, I just assumed that all of them were like that and they were not (laughs) at all. Um, Actually quite the opposite. And that is, that is one of the reasons I, I did a full circle. I owned two businesses while also working at that place because, um, I knew that I wanted to do something like on, on my own, but they were so, he was so wonderful and the company was so wonderful that I didn't want to leave. Right. So I left, but on the side, I was still building my, my company. And this is, I got out of college. I did my own I, events organizing business for a couple of years for about five years. But in the mean, like a little, there was an overlap with corporate life and then my own thing. Um, when I got out of there though, um, and then started, did my own thing. I did another, I went to another um, corporate America type of job for a little bit. And that's when I realized I am so spoiled. Uh -uh. This is, (laughs) if if I can't have that kind of mentorship that I had before, then I want to go back to doing my own thing. And that's how the organized. And then actually went back to school to get my MBA, then started the organized Flamingo. And then here I am now. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So when you went back to get your MBA, what, uh, what did you go back and study? Um, well, I ended up doing the business and, um, just the, you know, the, not much like playing, but just the master's in business. And then my thesis was about, uh, where our workforce is going in the next three, five, 10 years. And for me, that was important to be as an entrepreneur, because I was starting to no- uh, notice that more and more, especially women 
wanted to start their own businesses, but yet we're not, we were, we were still considered a small business. Like it's the, or the solopreneur and what, why weren't we going, you know, why weren't we scaling? And so that was part of the study. It was where, where are we going in the next three, five years? Also, what was very interesting. Yeah. Women were doing their own, you know, their own businesses, whether it was in direct sales, whether it was their own business, you know, just like a whole new idea. And why was it that we just couldn't quite make it to the next level? So that intrigued me which is why I did my thesis and where is our workforce going in the next three, five, 10 years. And when I started, when I, as I did all my research is when I realized more and more how much I wanted to do my, I wanted to still continue to do my own business. Which is so important, which I love that you kind of came, like it all came kind of first full circle. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Like you did have a great experience in your first experience, which is so lovely that you could look back and be like, I loved that. And then I continued. And I was like, no way. So I think that's brilliant. And uh, I just, I absolutely love that. So uh, now I want to hear how you got, and I love your thesis. That's what, that's what I was like, kind of like, what did you hone in on? And that's so important because you're right. There's so many people, but I, I do see it in working with my clients as well. Women that just don't feel like their voice should be heard or they don't feel like they have a platform. And there's like, I always say to them, you have an idea. It can be the, it, as you said, like yours was organization. You can come up with anything. I have a friend that has a, a greeting card business. She loves to write. She loves greeting cards. She has an Etsy store. There's so many different things that you can do that people don't think that they can do, but they truly love and you can turn it into business. That's why I have my workshop to help them hone in on what their creative passion is and then how to turn that into a business. And I think it's important for us as women. Um, but also, I mean, I have two sons, so I always say it's, it's not like, I, I also want my sons to know, especially as time goes out and they go into the workforce, it's going to be harder for their generation to get out there and work for other people. So working for yourself is so important, but you have to have that internal drive. You have to have that internal kind of cheerleader as well. Cause it is going to be scary. As we know, it's scary to start your own thing. And so I loved that you, you know, you, you were like, I'm going to study this and then I'm also going to go and then execute it. So way to go. That's a, that's really brilliant. Yeah. And then I went, I did do, um, during the, my MBA, I interned, I did an internship at a, um, for us, it's the Colorado department of transportation. And, um, I had never worked in a nonprofit and or a government um, or state job before. I've always been in the private sector. And that was really important to me that I wanted to get a little taste of that because it's completely different. And then now having been in it, it, I mean, I've worked there for a little over a year. Talk about another different. mentor. Oh my gosh. There's this woman there um, that she just changed my life. And again, she, she made me come back to knowing that there was really good mentors again. So it was like, a, like you said, oh, it's I a love whole that. circle. It was, it was the most incredible thing, but it's different. You know, when you work in as an entrepreneur versus in the corporate private sector into the public sector. Right. So different and pivoting right now as a young entrepreneur, actually anybody really right now, pivoting and being able to adjust is so important because not everything is like what it used to be just corporate America or just, you know, like you can, you can make a living and you can make a movement and a staple and a change in so many different paths nowadays. You don't have to stick to one. It's so true. I love that you said that. Okay. So I want to know how you got the name, the organized flamingo. I just love that. It, <laughs> yeah. ma it makes me happy. It really makes me happy. <laughs> well, flamingo make me happy. I loved flamingos as you can see. I mean, I love flamingos in general. And, um, but when I started studying flamingos, this is years and years ago. I don't know why. Just one of those things that you know, you start looking up, you go down the rabbit hole and flamingos rely on their flock just for survival. And that's why, you know, when you see them in, in those big clusters and flocks, because that's how they 
can travel best and not be eaten right, <laughs> or, right. you know, just be protected, <laughs> be protected. <laughs> and so I realized from there, um, that we are, you know, to survive, we should be a community to survive. We don't have to do it alone. And so my services are all about helping people get more organized. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to feel overwhelmed by yourself. You can ask for a little help and that's where we come in. So we want to be part of your flock. So that's how the organized flamingo came about. I loved flamingos. Um, I love the way they look. I also, I'm very, uh, slender. <laughs> I am very slender and I have very slender legs, <laughs> AKA, you know, like flamingo legs. The legs. Like, full on sticks. So I thought it was cute. And from there, it just it stuck. It's it stuck from there. Right. Oh my God. I love that stick legs. My sister has stick legs. So, okay. So I want you to tell me a little bit. I love that too. And I love how you like studied it. And then the, the whole, like you really embodied what a flamingo is into your business. What are some of your, like, what is your sweet spot? I know you help organize people. You talked about organizing parties and doing all those things. What is your sweet spot? Can you share that with my audience and then tell them where to find you, please? Yeah, absolutely. So now, so our sweet spot is finding solutions that fits your lifestyle. Our slogan is organization that fits your lifestyle. So we come and figure out a way and find ways that will help you be more organized. So it could be, Hey, I am so overwhelmed. My closet needs some help. So we, I have a wonderful staff in myself that can help you do that. But if that's not the place where you're overwhelmed, it's like, I just feel overwhelmed and I don't know why we come in and we talk to you about a couple things. We have questions to ask you. And then we come to the core of why you're being, why you're disorganized, why you feel that way. And then we come up with solutions. So it could be, Hey, this is a, let's come up with a plan or it could be, you know what? I think it's your closet. That's overwhelming you. So let's take care of that. So we come up with solutions to um, help with the overwhelm and make you feel a little more productive, a little more fresh, lighter. And so that's what we do. And people can find us either by going to our website, which is the organizedflamingo.com, just how it sounds, T-H-E, organizedflamingo.com, or any of the social media platforms, we're at the Organized Flamingo. Perfect. Okay. I love that. And I love, I just love, I love how you created a business out of your passion. Like that's exactly, that's why when, when the other Stephanie said you have to meet the Stephanie, um, it's so true. So what is, can, do you also go into businesses or are you doing individuals or families? Like we do. We, I've done both. And, and because of my corporate background as well. Like we'll do workshops so we can do workshops on how to uh, declutter your email. For instance, if people, you know, outlook seems to be a big one. So we kind of do a workshop where, okay, let's come up with a system that works for you and your staff and your group or your team so that they don't feel so overwhelmed. Uh, we also talk about the organization 101. What is it? Why it's important topics that align with whatever the corporate goals are is we, we come in and we help people get organized in businesses. Okay, perfect. So do you have a particular like, or is it kind of like multi, you know, like two handed, like you enjoy this and you enjoy that? Or do you have a specific one that you enjoy more? Well, okay. See here. Okay. This is part of the gift. This is like why I followed my passion because I see, I don't see it as siloed. I see it as one affects the other. So uh, your business affects your personal life and your personal life affects your business, whether you're in corporate life or you're an entrepreneur. So for me and what we do, I love both because it's all one. Thinking of them separately is, is hard. And so I do, I enjoy both. I, I really do. I love that you said 
that it goes hand in hand. And I like anyone that's going to watch this recording on YouTube, they're going to see in your face and, and how excited you got. Cause you were like, <laughs> but I love both. And so it was like, you couldn't pick, but then that was a perfect answer because it is, it does go hand in hand. If you're organized, mm-hmm. disorganized in your life, you're going to bring that to the workplace. And if you're disorganized in your workplace, you're going to bring that home. So that was like, I mean, literally, and I didn't even think about it, but the perfect answer. Cause like, you just see how excited you got in your face. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give you a great example. For instance, for some people, like, well, are you a home organizer or a business? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. When you get up in the morning and your closet is, is disorganized, and I always talk about closet because closets, it's, it's kind of a common thing, but closet, when your closet is disorganized and you can't figure out what to wear to work, now you're late, now you're rushing, now you don't even know where to start. You get to work, you're flustered, and then it just escalates. Right. So the closet, sure, we we come in to, to do your closet, but we like to think of it as we bring you harmony and balance in the rest of your life, like the other parts of your life, because that will affect other parts of your life. And it does. And it's really funny that you said that. Cause as I said, I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm disorganized. I'm messy. So I'm definitely messy, but you know, during the whole pandemic and we used to have, you know, a cleaning lady come more often than obviously we didn't have her come at all in the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. And I remember being like, Oh God. Okay. First of all, I suck at cleaning. <laughs> That's just, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, say that. It's not your zone of genius. It's somebody. Yeah. Right. And I'm actually okay with that. Like I, I'm okay. I'm okay (laughs) with not doing it. Just like I say, I'm okay. Not being a great cook. My husband's a great cook. So I'm okay with not doing it. But it was really interesting because there was days where, you know, everyone home laundry, you know, doing laundry all the time and then being like, okay, can you guys take your laundry? I know like a couple months (laughs) ago it was folded and put here and then you had to take it, you know, they still had to take their own laundry, but like this is not happening because now I'm doing it. So, you know, I'm doing the the folding. (laughs) I always do. I actually don't mind laundry. I don't like folding and I don't like sorting and I don't like putting away. So I guess I don't mind. And some people do and their services, great services out there for them. Right. And I'm fortunate enough that we were, you know, we've have been blessed that we could do that. So, but so the kids would be like, oh, all right. And we, you know, a lot of times my oldest does his own laundry because it's like, you know what, when you get into the real world, you might not have this luxury right now. So I would like you to know how to do this. Um, but there was days where I felt like everything was exploded, right? There was dog toys everywhere, shoes everywhere. And I don't know why the shoes were everywhere because we weren't going anywhere, but I guess the <laughs> one dog would take the shoe out of the thing. And I can live in chaos probably more than other people. Like I do know that. And I do know that from my family growing up. And, you know, I, I do know I can live in a little bit of a chaos, but every Every time I was like, I'm going, like, we're cleaning this entire house. It's going to be spotless and we're organizing, we're putting things away and doing all that stuff. It, you just feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. So I hear what you're saying. Like it's, and you know, and I, I think I redid my closet one day and it was like, ah, I forgot about that shirt, you know, because I, again, Mm -hmm. if I don't see it, I kind of forget about it. That's just the way my brain works. So Mm -hmm. it's really important that you said that because that is the person that wakes up in the morning that scrambling through their closet because they can't find it or they didn't put their clothes away and they knew they had that black shirt, but the, where the hell is that black shirt? <laughs> that used to be me. <laughs> that used to be me. In the- <laughs> Just <kind of> hypothetically. <laughs> right. Talk, talking about myself when I lived in the city and then you were late for work and you would get there and you'd be sweating because you were rushing and you were like, mm-hmm. now you have a small black shirt on because you didn't have the one that you wanted because you didn't put your stuff away. So it really does speak. You just feel less chaotic as I think mm-hmm. such an, another word for it. So I, I, I love that you, you do that. So now you are, you don't do things just local, right? Were mm-hmm. you always virtual or 
did it just kind of grow more because of the pandemic? It grew well right before the pandemic. Actually, um, I uh, last January, so right before the pandemic, I had a, a goal to move to ninety percent virtual by the end of this year, and. I, and then the pandemic really hit, you know, I mean, it was the numbers, but I didn't, they weren't correlated. No. And then the pandemic hit. And of course we know what happened. So that really just made me escalate that and rush that. So yeah, but I do both. So I have wonderful clients locally here in Colorado. Um, I also have virtual clients. So I do both. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. So the other thing is that I think is like kind of something that is, has been brought up a couple of times, not brought up, but I, I'm hearing it a couple of times is that you also, whether you believe in God or the universe, you have been blessed with many different things, right place, the right time, right thought at the mm-hmm. right time. I mean, and you obviously have to manifest that. It's not just something that happens. Like you've worked hard to have that, mm-hmm. but the fact that you had that mentor, the, you know, right in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then you kind of worked through that, found you, like, I want to work on my own, did that, that you had that opportunity, but the fact that you also decided, okay, I'm going to be vir- like have virtual before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit. I mean, you must've been mm-hmm. like, wow, I'm ahead of this. This is amazing. It was the craziest thing. I was, of course, like super sad about what no, was happening. No, I'm right. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't say I just couldn't believe it. Like, because you know what? It made, it also allowed people to get more comfortable with the virtual thing because that was an obstacle obstacle of mine. Like how, how am I going to have, how, how can I be in the person's space and make them feel comfortable when I'm not in their space? So right, the, but- everything. And now it's just norm. Now it's okay. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, and again, right. The pandemic yeah. sucked, sucks, whatever you say. I'm not yeah. a, a component yeah. of it. Yeah. So I know I seems like I got very excited for you about it, but yeah. it no, is, no, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It just kind of aligned. It aligned with yeah. what your goals were. And you had three or four times before where things aligned with what your goals were. And again, as I said, you had to manifest that. It's not that at all of a sudden it just came out of nowhere. Like you've had Mm -hmm. to work hard and behind the scenes, but I love when that happens. And that's what I say again to my clients, to the listeners of this podcast, you have to work hard, but you also have to be consistent. I mean, I really think the consistency, like you could come up with an idea and it's just not going to happen like that. You need to like run the ideas. You need to like do the behind the scene work. And so you, the fact that you did the behind the scene works, cause that was your goal before the pandemic to go virtual. Then when it happened, you were like, okay, I am, I'm ready to roll. Cause I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Cause I just had a couple months under my belt to do it. So I, I love that. So can you tell everyone again, where to find you? Yay. Yeah. So you can find me on all social media platforms at the organized flamingo and, or the website, www.theorganizedflamingo.com. Okay. So now I want to hear, and if you can pick one and if not, you can pick a couple, like one client and you don't have to use their names or one organization or one thing that you were like, I changed their life. And it just like, like it was a bigger impact than you expected. You know, maybe like you went in not thinking it was like going to be what it was and it it bloomed into this amazing thing. Do you have any situations that you can share with me about that? Yeah, two, one, uh, two that are huge. One that, um, they, they had a blended family. So everything just happened very quickly. And 
um, when you blend families together, as we all know, I mean, we all have different habits, we all have different ways of doing things. And so it was kind of difficult. So that was really um, inspirational and also wonderful, because it was almost like that immediate feeling of relief, like of it all worked out. Right. Um, so that was really fun to see, because it was so immediate. Everybody just saw that there was a flow. It was like t- tidy. Everything had a home. You know, I'm a really big proponent that everything needs to have a home. So that was just felt like it flowed and everybody was so thankful. And so that was an immediate but um, that has to be a good one. Like it, hug. Right. Yeah. Because especially, yeah, because yeah, that, I mean, that's hard times to have a blended family, especially depending mm-hmm. on the ages of the kids, ages of the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you could go in and find that immediate, like everyone being like, okay, that, that had to be a like, really gonna good It's going to be feeling. okay. Like this isn't, you know, sometimes you'll argue about why did you leave this here? And why did you leave that there? And then that just escalates to other things. Well, this just felt like this wasn't their space and their, their stuff wasn't going to be the reason as to why there was going to be any animosity here. You know, it, it, if right. it was going to be something, it was not going to be that. It wasn't going to be like the shoe that's out of place. Right. So that felt really good. And they were so thankful and they're so sweet. And then the other uh, was a move. I love doing moves because it's um, when people really realize how much they have. <laughs> so that one's um, even business moves, both business moves and people's uh, like homes moves, because yeah, that's when people realize like, oh, I have a lot of stuff, Shit, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so those are fun for me. Right. Because so do you help when people move? Because well, we've moved and then we moved and then we have two houses in one half of the, the first house is in the basement. We sold a lot of stuff, but there was stuff that we didn't sell. And we just look and we're like, we have a lot of stuff and we're planning on doing, you know, a yard sale, garage sale, estate sale, whatever you want to call it. Um, because we have some really good stuff. Like we realized, you know, we have all our wedding, wedding China. I don't know. I know Mm -hmm. someone said to us, don't get China. And I was like, eh, we're going to get China. We have China, like beautiful pieces that we don't use. I'm like, we really need to sell that. So we've gone through and done that or given it away, given stuff to charity. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, you know what? We don't need that. Someone else is going to need that. And it's really important. So when mm-hmm. someone moves, like when they're packing up, do you help them like with the initial pack up or it really depends when they hire like the initial pack up depends on when they hire me. So we have a conversation and then I just kind of give them, usually there's that three steps, you know, the, the pre-planning and then the actual packing and then the unpacking. And so I let them choose which one or all, you know, which service they need or want. Sometimes they're really good about planning. They just don't actually want to pack the stuff. So then that's when we come in. Sometimes they hate the planning. They can put stuff in bags. They just need somebody to give them a roadmap. So then we'll give them a roadmap. And then sometimes they just hate unpacking, like they're over it by then. So they just need someone to come unpack. And some people don't want anything to do with anything of a move. So we just do all three. All do three. Right. Cause I was going to say, so we, I usually, when we moved, I again was fortunate enough that it was like, okay, you're just going to take this closet. I've, or like I've taken stuff away that we don't need anymore, donated a lot of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. the town that we used to live in had a great, um, it was called the swap shop. So they would, you could just bring stuff for free and then someone oh, yeah. else can come and swap it out and they can take it for free. And that was like my heart because I had so many like, kids stuff like that. I had really great memories of my children that I didn't want to give away, mm-hmm. but like, like a crib that they didn't use in like eight years. My husband's like, why, mm-hmm. why do we have a crib? I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause the baby yeah. slept in it and I don't want to get, he's like, but it's, in, yeah. it's in the attic and no one's seeing it. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not ready. And so it was really nice to be able to go there and give it, I remember the Lego table that, and my kids weren't huge Lego, but they like did like, uh, they, they, they did stuff. Like they didn't do the Legos where it was like, let's build a car. They would build like, you know, towers out of it. Yeah. Towers. Yeah. 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 So I had the Lego table and they had, you know, it churned over and it was a coloring thing and it was like, you had drawers. It was like a really special piece. And I remember Mm -hmm. like when we were packing up, he's like, okay, no, no one's used that. And like, 
you know, couple years. And I was like, I know. All right, I'm going to bring it to the swap shop. I brought it and this woman with her child was standing there and she like, like squealed. She was like, Oh my God, I've been looking for one of those. And I I haven't (laughs) been able to find it. Cause I had like an older one. It was like a sturdy one. It was like a good one, you know, like the the ones that were like plastic. So it was like a really good one. She's like, and her kid was like, mom. And the mom started crying. And then I started crying. (laughs) Made me cry. It made me cry. Right. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. so that was like really sweet. Then my stroller, I had the bugaboo, which like in the city, it was like, you know, really nice stroller. And again, I didn't want to give that away, but it was sitting in our garage. And my husband's mm-hmm. like, okay, I know like if your brother comes, I'm sure he's going to bring his own stroller. Like, what are you going to do with that? And I had so many amazing memories in the city of my children, even though I mm-hmm. carried them most, like most of them were carried, but I always had the stroller just in case like we need to throw a scooter mm-hmm. or something on it or groceries or whatever. And I was like really sad to give that up. But again, the swap shop took that and someone right away was like, oh my gosh, you're giving this away. And I was like, I know I'm not selling it. It, it I probably could get a lot of money, but I'd, I'd, I would rather give it to someone that needs it. And it was a person that her daughter didn't have a lot of funds and was like in like dire straits of a stroller. So she was able to take mm-hmm. that. So like things like that. So I love that you kind of help your clients be able to do that and let go of certain things and then, mm-hmm. and, and do that. That's a beautiful thing. So that has to feel good. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me happy. Makes my heart. That makes it all worth it really. Right. And so you can see Mm -hmm. that you love what you're doing. So I just have to say, thank you so much for reaching out and uh, having, you know, Stephanie, if you're listening to this, thanks for putting Stephanie (laughs) and I together. Um, But it's really, I love, again, as I said to you, the name just made me happy. And even though I am not someone that's like, uh, you know, organized, I don't consider myself organized. I know the value of it because it is mm-hmm. so important in really living your life. But I love that you found something that you were good at and were like, I can make this a business and really help people. So mm-hmm. kudos to you. Thanks. Well, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I love this. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Guys, if you liked what you heard, you know what to do. Share, rate, review, and don't forget to check out each week, Monday and Wednesday, we are doing uh, interviews with people that have followed a passion and turned it into a career. So thanks again, Stephanie. Thank you, Juliet. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 